Welcome back, folks. Look at this smile. That's right. Today, I'm going to be doing a review on The Happiest Man on Earth by Eddie Jacou. Give you a little line of what this book's all around. A Holocaust survivor shares how he found gratitude, kindness, and hope in the darkest of places. So, as you might have guessed, this is a Holocaust book. Now, The Happiest Man on Earth, I was uh, gifted this particular one, and Eddie, he is the author, and I believe he actually wrote this book as well. Now, full name was Abraham Solomon uh, Jakubowicz, but my friends, you can call him Eddie. And that's one interesting thing that Eddie does uh, throughout this book. He, he refers to you as his friend. Uh, he makes you feel quite welcome to read his story. Um, so, let's begin at the very beginning. What, what is this book all about? So, uh, it basically, he considered himself, Eddie, a, a German first and a, and a Jew second. So, obviously, he was born and raised in Germany. Uh, and obviously, that was until November 1938 uh, when he was essentially beaten, bruised, uh, and his arduous sort of journey uh, then went through. Now, the, the book itself, as some of the usual Holocaust-style uh, books, talks about uh, life pre-war, pre-World War II, then onto the stage of everything that happened in relation to being taken to concentration camps, being beaten, the way they were tortured, deprived of food, etc. And then beyond into what happened afterwards. So for Eddie, that meant moving away from uh, Belgium and Germany back to, well, not back to, to Australia and actually continuing his life on from there. So um, that's really the premise of the book. It's actually a really short book as well. Uh, it's around 189 pages. The actual writing itself is not, um, you know, you know, sometimes you see a book that's packed to the edges. This one is not, so it's nice and clean. Um, so some general thoughts on the actual book that I have. So the first thing I want to talk about was the way that Eddie has split out this book. So usually with the sort types of books, uh, you'll generally get into the storyline. You don't take away too many learnings as opposed to getting just enthralled by the story and being uh, really captivated by it. But he does a really phenomenal job on sort of cutting the story down uh, chapter by chapter. And each chapter is actually prefaced by a particular little quote. And that quote sort of serves the purpose of the story that's being shared in, in that section. So, yeah, there's a couple of call-outs that I'll, I'll get through sort of later in the, at the point. But what it allowed you to do is, you know, you read a certain section. So either it was him, you know, being tortured in Belgium or being tortured at a camp or explaining his life before or after – and relating that to a particular quote or a particular idea and that might have been bringing around money, friends, love, happiness. So it was a really good time and made, made for really easy reading, to be honest. Um, that, was, that was one thing. Uh, the, it's very personal, uh, I believe. A lot of these books are, tend to be quite personal, but you can tell that this is written in a way that it really draws you in. It keeps calling you his friend, which kind of invites you to, to read on and, and read about it more. And he doesn't hold back, obviously, noting the negative aspects uh, of himself as well in some of these cases around, you know, the, the difference between forgiveness and, and vengeance. And, yeah, he wasn't holding back and telling the truth that, you know, after the Holocaust, it wasn't like he was all hunky-dory. And even though the book's actually called, you know, The Happiest Man on Earth, he wasn't actually very happy for a long time after uh, what eventuated. And, he, you know, there was still a, that... The, the emotions post-World uh, War II were still hanging around over in Europe um, in the way that that sort of forced him to, to move away and it took him quite a long time to find happiness. Um, but one of the, the, the biggest things I wanted to, to talk about with this book and you know, there's obviously a lot of stories through it, uh, generally a series with these Holocaust books and they're, they're deep, they're meaningful, they're incredibly tragic. But one of the... I, I've never 
heard this before or read about it before. So it was one I wanted to pull out. And that is the amazing story of the fact that Eddie uh, not only escaped Auschwitz, but he actually smuggled himself back in. So that was something I'd never heard about before. So I wanted to pull it apart a little bit to kind of explain that. So in essence, uh, to cut it down, he was able to befriend someone to, in essence, get himself a a big tank or um, th- that he could sort of jump inside the actual uh, tin can, of, I guess you want to call it, big can of food or whatever it was carrying. And then his friend would be able to throw that on top of the truck that was driving out of Auschwitz. He would kind of get alerted as to when he needed to roll and then he would kind of fall out, fall off and then go on his merry way. So he actually somehow managed to do that and escape Auschwitz. So obviously at that point, amazing. But the next step of that was he then obviously had to just go out and find someone to help him out because he's wearing his jail clothes, he's got no food, no water, nothing. Like he's barely going to be able to survive. In the first household that he encounters after walking for ages, he essentially knocks on the door, uh, an individual comes out and asks, he asks like, oh, you know, kind of need some help, can you help me out? Uh, the person doesn't really speak. They walk away for, I don't know if you mentioned this, but say a minute and he essentially comes back with a gun um, so obviously the you know the feelings there are still you know this person's yeah, a Jew he knows it's a Jew so I'm I'm gonna take him out anyways so Eddie takes off uh, you know away from the house kind of zigzagging away and he shoots at him five or six times but on the sixth time he actually gets him on his right calf I believe it was uh, eventually he decides Eddie that he actually can't live out here because he's gonna get killed by someone just. If he goes to someone's house, he's going to be killed by people still uh, feeling their way towards Jews. So he actually found him, himself a way to um, smuggle himself back into Auschwitz as people were coming back to the camp. We just thought that's incredibly amazing. Uh, just in the, in the fortitude to go, oh, okay, I'm going to, to continue living, I'm going to have to go to one of these camps to even have any chance, which I thought that was just uh, breathtaking. So it was quite, quite amazing. Key principles from the book. Uh, that I want to talk about. So there's four main ones and these four main ones, again, we cut down uh, helpfully from the subsections uh, on the way that these chapters are, are broken up. So obviously, thank you, Eddie, my friend for that. Um, and they're these. One, life can be beautiful if you make it beautiful. So a lot of things that he talks through in this book, Eddie, um, it's the ability that you can craft with your own hands uh, what you see before you. There's that um, good saying, you know, uh, life is what you choose it to be. So... Uh, you know, he talks about it a little bit uh, later in the book and around his happiness where he he understood only after a long time that life can be beautiful if you make it beautiful. And it was uh, the choice of actually putting your uh, perspective and your focus into the things that you want and keeping that, that beauty around you. And obviously, he, the perspective that he has, right? So he's obviously got this uh, incredibly tragic experience that he went through and then be able to compare that to normal life and that obviously being a beautiful thing. The second one was weaknesses that uh, can be turned into hatred. So this was a comparison, uh, not a comparison, but a story he was uh, telling in relation to a lot of the Germans and a lot of the, I guess, his neighbors, his friends that he grew up with. Um, and around this time where weakness turned into hatred, that is, there was a lot of individuals there who didn't want to partake, uh, but they were essentially too weak to oppose what was being uh, put in front of them, that is, to oppress the Jews in some, in some form um, or fashion. And you know, that weakness can turn into hatred and just being really careful about that. Um, if, you, if you lose your morals, uh, you'll lose yourself. So this was uh, an example from the, the book again, a key theme where a lot of, he 
Hedy himself would call out a lot of people uh, in the camps for uh, losing the morals and that was usually the capos, uh, which was essentially the Jews turned into the, the supervisors and other individuals. But he himself called himself out you know, losing his morals when he was out of the camp uh, you know, after liberation just because of the way he was thinking and imagining things. And the last one I put of the key things was uh, shared sorrow is half sorrow uh, and shared pleasure is double pleasure. So he had a, a good friend uh, in the camp and through a lot of this because he obviously lost his, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but it was around 100 plus of his family members. He was the only one remaining, uh, him and his sister. But he had his friend, he had his friend Kurt and he's got a, it's really, it's almost like a side story that through the book, he talks about how he, he's friends with Kurt he pretty much loses him multiple times, but finds him again in different camps. Uh, sometimes looking at it from one of the trains that was taking them to a different camp, he'd see him on the on the platform, and just amazingly, they somehow are able to connect back after the war. Both of them surviving uh, through all, obviously all that tragedy. But he talked around, you know, when you when you share a sorrow, it's sort of a, a half sorrow, uh, and when you've got that shared pleasure it's a double the pleasure so he gave some good comparisons around when it was really painful and he had Kurt he was able to uh, sustain himself a lot longer I guess a lot easier because he had that that partnership that friendship that allowed him uh, to take that away so you know a big key theme and he talked about it as well in other portions is the importance of friendship uh, of community and obviously those people around you that can help support you as well so look some some final thoughts it's a i definitely recommend so this was a seven and a half for me it's a really really good book i thought i'd get quite um used to reading those holocaust books but i didn't with this one and it was really enjoyable read because of the way it's just so succinctly uh, broken up into the various chapters it keeps coming back for more uh, Eddie, uh, as he keeps calling your friends, is, a, is an enjoyable thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, just the perspective that these books provide, I guess, and a pragmatic takeaway is what I always look for in these things. So whenever I look back again at my little learnings um, and notes that I take from books, especially these sort of books, it isn't the, yeah, this is my thing that I can do to improve work. This is the way I can do to shave three minutes of my run night, nothing like that. This is more around the perspective that it gives you through the true history that's happened and the stories that they tell. Um, so one of the things, I mean, to, to finish it off, that he puts at the very back of the book and obviously is touched upon all the time through this book is, you know, life can be beautiful if you make it beautiful and it is up to you. So Eddie, my friend, thank you very much for putting together this book. He is a centenarian, so over 100 years old, uh, living in Australia. I believe he's still alive as of this recording. Uh, I tried to actually find him so I was like oh I'd love to connect with this person maybe in a conversation but uh, I don't believe he's in many of the socials but if this somehow finds its way to Eddie mate I'm smiling for you thank you very much for the writing uh, really enjoyable I'd recommend it folks the immortals that's been the happiest man on earth by Eddie Jakku one out <laughs>